0: Let's, uh, let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful for each servant. Lord, we are grateful for those who, who come and, and give week in and week out. We, we thank you for those who, who rally together and do Vacation Bible School. We pray for all those who, who work behind the scenes, who, who never ask for glory and, and often uh, are overlooked, but we're grateful for each one. And uh, we, we know that uh, you've brought us together for this season of our lives to serve together here in this community. So continue to use us all for your glory, Lord. As we go to your word today, we pray that it will be read and proclaimed again for your glory and your glory alone. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I originally thought I would uh, be starting a series on uh, the Gospel of John today, and I am going to start a series on the Gospel of John in the next uh, couple weeks. Uh, But then I got an opportunity to uh, go help my mom and my brother with some projects uh, at my mom's home and uh, Bucky's agreed to preach for me on the 14th. So I really didn't want to start uh, in the Gospel of John and, and then be gone a week uh, and, and kind of skip and start up again after giving the introduction, although Bucky may end up doing some of that introductory work next week. I don't know yet. But I, I felt considered to go back to one more of the faith practices that we, we don't uh, speak about very often, and that's glorifying or honoring God with our bodies. And so we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 6, uh, verses 18 to 20. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 18 to 20. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Paul's primary aim with this text was his desire for sexual purity in the Corinthian church, and so and rightly so. That's the primary focus and direction that many uh, preachers take on this text. But honoring God with our bodies includes so much more than sexual purity. Therefore, pastors have also used this text to launch into sermons about uh, excessive drinking or the use of drugs. This one in in pastor circles, we laugh sometimes that this has become the so-called sex, drugs, and alcohol text. And certainly this text applies to those subjects. But it applies to so much more. For example, you probably haven't heard many sermons from this text. You probably haven't heard many sermons, period, about gluttony. But gluttony is dishonoring to God and our bodies. I'm guessing you don't hear many sermons on that because it would surely ruin fellowship dinners like we had last weekend. But in all honesty and transparency, you don't hear many sermons on gluttony because according to the data, a full third of we pastors are overweight. Uh, So we don't want to talk about those things. We want to talk about other things, right? But there are many specific applications to this text, and they're going to vary from person to person. I read verse 18 because I wanted you to see that that the original context of Paul glorifying God and saying we should glorify God in our body was Paul's concern about the sexual immorality in the Corinthian church. But I really want us to focus today in on verses 19 and 20 and, and begin to understand why Paul tells us to glorify God with our bodies. And to understand it's not just about sexual purity, although it includes that, but it's a call to glorify God with everything we do with our bodies. Let me read that text again. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? You are bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. I agree with pastor and author John Piper who recommends that in terms of logical order, the best way to consider verses 19 and 20 are in terms of four distinct phrases considered in this order. Number one, you were bought with a price. Number two, therefore, you are not your own. Number three, in fact, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God, and then number four, so glorify God in your body. The first thing you and I must grasp is that we were bought with a price. We were bought with a price. Do you understand that? Do you comprehend that we were bought, that Jesus paid the price for you and for me? 1 Peter 1, 18 to 19 says, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Folks, this table today is a reminder that you and I were bought at a price the precious body and blood of Jesus. God gave His only begotten Son for you and for me. God paid the price so that we might be free from wrath, so that we might be free from sin, so that we might be free from Satan, so that we might be free from eternal punishment. We were ransomed. You and I were bought... At a price. Therefore, second statement, you are not your own. You are not your own. You and I really are not our own. We belong to God. He paid the price for us. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Our, one of the beliefs of our culture, one of the strongly held beliefs is that everyone is their own. That everyone is free to do whatever they want, however they want, whenever they want, with whomever they want you know, as long as no one gets hurt. But that's simply not true for the believer in Christ. You and I were bought at a price, a very expensive price, the precious body and blood of Christ. We are not our own. We are not free to do whatever we want to do. We're not. Therefore, third statement, our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit within us whom you have from God. God's placed His Holy Spirit within us. Our bodies are a temple. Therefore, our bodies are for the worship and the service and the adoration of God. That's what a temple's for, right? It's for praising God, for worshiping God. Therefore, final statement, glorify God with your body. We were bought at a price. We're not our own. Evidence that we're not our own is that the Holy Spirit is dwelling within us. Therefore, we're called to glorify God in and through and with our bodies. Are you familiar with the word uh, Gnosticism or Gnostics? It was a heresy that arose uh, in the first century of the church. And Gnostics had a dual view of. Uh, of life they, they saw part of it as spiritual and part of it as physical and they had this wide separation between the spiritual and the physical and they believed that the body uh, was so separated from the spiritual that our body uh, trapped or imprisoned the divine spark within therefore the Gnostics hated the body their name comes from the Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge. And they, they thought the way to escape from the evils of the body was through knowledge. And it, it was a very dangerous belief, and it still exists today because it led to some rejecting the humanity of Jesus and claiming that Jesus only appeared to have a human body. Their rationale was that if body is evil and then a sinless Jesus, well, he would never have a body. Another ramification pertinent to our study today is the belief that what one does with the body really doesn't matter. It's evil anyway, they believed. Do what you want with the body, some concluded, because it's knowledge and it's the spiritual that matters. Now, Paul was probably not yet dealing with Gnosticism in 1 Corinthians, but 1 Corinthians would be the perfect defense. Because Paul says the body does matter, folks. The body does matter. We're bought at a price. We're bought by the body and the blood of Jesus. Our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. So Paul says you need to glorify God with your body. What you do, says Paul, matters to God. And that's why Paul said later in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whether you eat or drink, Whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. So, practically, what does that mean for us? How do we glorify God with our bodies? Well, there are many applications, I said. I just want to share a few. For some of us, the first order of business is going to be taking better care of our bodies taking care of our bodies so that we have the strength and the energy to keep glorifying and serving God. For some of us, it's going to mean better rest. We're pushing our bodies way too hard, and we're not listening to the warning signs that God is giving us. For some of us, it's going to mean better nutrition. For some of us, it's going to mean regular exercise. For some of us, it's going to mean quit putting off that annual physical and go to the doctor and have it done. For some of us, it's going to be giving up some harmful habits. For me, it's going to be getting rid of those Tootsie Rolls in the right drawer of my office. You can probably find a partial eating bag there this morning, I imagine. For some of us, it's going to be, you know, dealing with perhaps too much alcohol. For some of us, it's going to be dealing with too much social media because social media is putting tension and giving a lot of us headaches because we're spending way too much time on that. You know, the older I get, when you think about the exercise thing, the, the less I enjoy exercise. On these hot days, I just want to go home and plop down in the recliner. And I use the heat as an excuse, but on the cold days, I want to go down and plop down in front of the gas logs. And my exercise is fairly minimal these days, but but I keep trying to do something because I want to stay healthy enough as long as the Lord gives me life to keep serving him and to keep worshiping him and to keep glorifying his name and giving him the best that I can give. You know, for others of us, the application of this text is going to be having a better attitude regarding our bodies. On one extreme might be those who are enamored with their bodies, though I, I imagine that's a small minority. But, but you can put too much emphasis on adorning the body instead of viewing our bodies as a gift from God so that we can keep serving and worshiping him. On the other extreme, and I expect more of us are at this place, we need to reject our own Gnostic tendencies and quit hating our bodies and quit hating our bodies. I'm not suggesting we we stop trying to be fit or we stop trying to lose weight or whatever you feel like you need to do. I'm not suggesting that. But some of you need to stop and remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You were knit together in your mother's womb. And I want to say to our young people in particular... Don't let people body shame you, young people. Don't do it. Don't do it. The Lord intricately, the Lord intricately formed you in your mother's womb. He made you just the way He wants you to be. Just the way He wants you to be. Look, trust me, I have features I don't like about myself. My nose has got a crook up here that I hate. I hate it in profile pictures. There's other features of my body I don't much like. But you know what? Here's what I'm learning. God gave me this body, and he gave me this one life, and he gave it to me to glorify him, to take whatever he's given me and use it for his glory and for his kingdom. And then for some of us, glorifying our bodies will be of a sexual nature. For some of us, we just need to be careful and declare that we're going to do everything we can do to guard and protect our marriage bed. That we're not going to do anything to put ourselves in a compromising situation. For, for a single person, you, you may be hearing the call for abstinence outside of marriage. For others of us, the application is going to be stop looking at that stuff on the internet stop it. There are numerous other applications. For some of us, we need to laugh more. Laugh, laughter releases the tension in our bodies. Others, I was, maybe it's a wholesome activity like, like going walking on a trail. Maybe it's this afternoon, if, you can, if it's not too hot, getting out and playing catch with your family. That releases tension and it, it just keeps our bodies moving. Fasting can even be a way of glorifying God with our bodies because we temporarily give up food so that we can worship and adore and serve God. Now, some of you may be wondering why in the world I, I did a sermon on this. Some of you may be giving me some pushback on the applications. But here's the takeaway I want us all to hold on to. There is no part of our lives outside the will of God. Let me say that again. There is no part of our lives outside the will of God. You know, there's a tendency for you and I to try to separate our lives into here's what I do on Sunday and then here's what I do Monday through Saturday. Every day, everything, including what you and I do with our bodies is to be done for the glory of God. The table today is a reminder that we're not our own. We were bought at a precious price. It's not about you and I. It's not about you and I and what we want to do. It's all about God and what He wants us to do. So glorify God in your body. Glorify God in your body. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so grateful that you gave your body and your blood for us. You paid a tremendous sacrificial price for us we're not our own we belong to you and and everything we do with our bodies should bring you glory so lord first of all as we come to the table we repent of any ways that we've dishonored you with our bodies we ask that you would forgive us that you would cleanse us today, set us on a new path that we might honor you with all that we do. Lord, we praise you for your sacrifice. We praise you for this table that reminds us of your sacrifice. And we set aside this bread and this cup as holy unto you we ask that you pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and upon this table so that the bread we break and the cup we bless might be the communion of the body and the blood of Christ. Keep us faithful in your service until Christ comes in final victory. Keep us faithful until we will feast with all your saints in your eternal kingdom. Through Christ, with Christ, in Christ, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor are yours, Almighty Father, now and forevermore. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you, today and forevermore. Amen.